Welcome to the second episode of Who Runs the Field Girls. In this episode, I was going to be interviewing Christina Sue, a black fern for New Zealand who plays number 21, um, a halfback. But since coming back from Black Fern's camp, she's unfortunately unavailable to have an interview with me today. So instead, I am interviewing Ruhia Tamati, who is a family friend of mine. She recently just got back from the Touch Youth World Cup in Kuala Lumpur, where she represented the under-20 women's team for New Zealand. They got to the final and unfortunately lost to the rivals Australia, 15-1. But Ruhia got MVP for the under-20 women's grade. So I wanted to interview Ru today to find out how she first got into touch rugby and if she wants to go further with rugby in the future, whether it's 7s or 15s or with touch rugby, and what she thinks about women's rugby in New Zealand. Hi, Ru. Hi, Bex. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good too, thank you. Good. Okay, how did you get into touch rugby? Um, well, I've been playing touch ever since I was under 13 for um, representative level. So that included like ITS tournaments, which is just regional tournaments. And then eventually I started, once I started to compete at around, at the Opens Nationals, mm-hmm. then I um fortunate enough to be selected at a national level, so yeah. And were you playing like primary level then, or was it intermediate? Um, at, when I was at primary school, it was more so ripper rugby, and yeah. then to touch rugby around intermediate age, and then once you hit high school, you kind of, then you can go to secondary school nationals, and you're kind of playing in the big comps and stuff, so yeah. Cool. And like, so you're now living in Auckland, um, yes. moving, so moving to a different city, has that given you more opportunities to pursue your touch? Yeah, definitely. Well, coming from Wanganu, we always were very successful as in the mixed grade, but we were never successful um, in the gender grades because we just didn't quite have the numbers. Yeah. Um, I prefer to pay women's over mix, so moving to Auckland has given me great opportunity to not only trial for women's teams but also to look at um, making a career out of myself in the women's grade which I never would have gotten if I stayed in Wanganui. Yeah exactly and how much training and preparation did you have to go through to get into like the the bigger teams up in Auckland compared to Wanganui? Yeah well obviously when you're training for um those bigger teams, there's a lot more competition, um, a lot more people trialling, so the expectation's a little bit higher. Um, I would say for anyone aiming to be in a representative team as such, you'd want to be at least training six times a week. Like gym, cardio, all that sort yeah. of stuff? Yeah, so it touches a lot of running, so it's more so just a lot of field work, interval training, mm. um, yeah, and a bit of endurance training as well so you can last the whole game, but more so those interval training. Yeah, and did so when you got selected for the Youth Cup or in the yep. women's team, did your training amp up again? Yeah, definitely, and I also had to train for the conditions that I was about to play in. So Malaysia is a lot different to New Zealand. It's very humid, very yeah. hot. Yeah, so, and obviously we're in winter, so I had to do... Um, things a little bit differently when I was training, like training with altitude masks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Making sure I was training smartly as well. So about one week prior to leaving to go to Kuala Lumpur, I obviously tapered off my training. So I was just doing um, like longer runs and stuff like that, recovery stuff. 
so I wasn't kind of like, so I was, once I had hit Malaysia and hit the ground running, I was kind of at my peak level for fitness. Yeah. So when you all went to the Cup, was all yeah. your fees paid for or was there things that were paid for and that weren't? No, so Touch is um, a non-profit organisation, but to play, we have to pay, unfortunately, as players, even at the elite levels. So mm-hmm. that's from um, the youth Touch NZ teams all the way through to Touch Black. Um, ah. Yeah, my fees to go to Kuala Lumpur were $4,380. Shit. A week stay in Malaysia. And you had to fund that all yourself? Yeah, I had to fund that all myself. So they gave you, like, not even touching Z gave you, like, a little bit to go no, towards it or anything? No, I don't think any of that was really subsidised. We do, I know that Touch um, New Zealand has a major sponsor, but I'm not quite sure the details behind how much they actually sponsor. I know that um, funding for Touch goes more so into the social side of things because it is a highly competitive sport in New Zealand. Yeah. They're trying to encourage it at a social level for obviously health reasons and stuff like that, but not much money and not much funding goes in towards the elite side of things, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought like even at, well, at least the t- um, New Zealand like touch blacks and stuff would get a little bit of money, like you know, they would be on a contract or something. Yeah, you would think so. And being the most highly participated sport in New Zealand, yeah, exactly. It was an elite side. And not also is it the most highly participated sport, but it's a foundation for um, a lot of the All Black Sevens teams, rugby teams, mm. um, ferns. Most of the black ferns are ex-touch black, so their foundation for rugby is touch, and that, that was their pathway to get into those things, so a lot of players get scouted through that. Yeah, and would if you ever got the chance, or have you thought about playing, going to Sevens or Fifteens? Yeah, I have actually considered it, but due to injuries, I've, I've been, um, I'm not quite sure about the contact side of things, but yeah. I plan to give it a shot next year, like, you never know until you try kind of thing, and touch is very similar to Sevens, it's, it's a fast-paced game, mm. um, it requires the same sort of skill set, the same vision, so yeah, it's, it's very um, relatable and those sort of things. Yeah, and so when you are at the Youth Cup, you were the MVP for the under-20 women's grade? That was that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> got to put that in there. Um, so obviously, I, eh? I was very fortunate enough to get um, MVP, but honestly, you can't get MVP without the work of the rest of your teammates. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's obviously a massive achievement for you. So could any other opportunities come out of that? So like not just for touch, but for sevens or fifteens. <laughs> Definitely, like I think it's definitely given me the confidence to look at actually pursuing a career in a paid sport, which is the closest thing to touch is seven. Mm. So it definitely is on the cards, and I am considering it. Um, I was competing competitively in netball, so that was my main sport. But at the moment, I'm kind of swaying more towards seven because I love touch, and that's where my heart is, and that's the closest thing to it. Yeah, and. Like, obviously, compared to netball, there's more of a pathway for girls to get into, like, rugby now, eh? Yeah, definitely. And there's, I think it's really going somewhere. And um, it's just gone in leaps and bounds within the past year. And, yeah. like, just coverage and the 
media attention for women's sevens especially, so I think that's grown quite a bit, so it's only going to go forward from here. Yeah, and like you're young, so what, you're 20 in December? So, <laughs> that's young. So, like, if you were potentially to get a sevens contract, that money would help you big time, eh? So, like, if you were to stop, if you needed to take time off work to go on tournaments or something, that would be a massive help for you. Yeah, definitely, because obviously at the moment playing touch, I'm obviously paying to play, whereas if I was to compete in sevens, I'd be getting paid to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, that definitely takes a big load off your shoulders if you were to get paid, eh? Yeah, and I think the turnover from when we had trial camp to Youth World Cup was only three months, so we had to come up with four grand in three months, and that's, that's quite stressful being yeah. now not living at home, not relying on my parents. Yeah. Uh, but I was just very fortunate to have a lot of support from my peers at work and also my family, like I couldn't have done it without them. Yeah, exactly. And how do you think, what do you think would be the best thing for New Zealand rugby to do to get more girls to play, to like start off in the foundations of touch to potentially get to uh, the New Zealand elite level in rugby? Um, I think that they're going the right way about it, obviously targeting touch. Um, most of the players get to a point where they're like, okay, I'm kind of sick of paying all this money to play, even though we do love it. Yeah. But, um, I think that's where the real pathway begins because touch obviously starts off in non-contact sports, so it's really good to introduce girls into it, especially when girls are quite afraid of contact sports. Yeah. Also maybe targeting grassroots. I know that now that it's actually starting to get right off the ground that maybe we can target younger girls and see, I don't know, start it there. Yeah, that, yeah I think, and now, and obviously with the contracts coming as well, that's kind of a push for girls to get into it more. Yeah, and because they have been so successful and there's so many yeah. role models in that team, I think a lot of girls would look up to them and would be inspired and motivated to even give sevens a go. Like, I know that's, that's, what I, that's the way I look at it, seeing some of the girls that I've played with, maybe not at a Black Ferns level, but also just some girls getting the opportunity to go and live in Japan to play sevens and getting contracted there. Like it's an mm. amazing opportunity, and it's it's a lot different to touch in that aspect. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Ruth, so much for talking to me today and giving your side of um, what you think about women's rugby in New Zealand and knowing that the foundation of touch, what you play is how women do get into the elite level of rugby. So thank you so much. That's fine. (laughs) That's it for Who Runs The Field Girls. Thank you for tuning in and listening and be sure to like Who Runs The Field Girls on Facebook, Instagram and Snapchat.